I'm Dylan Gott. Welcome to John and Dylan Online, a show where two comedians do half-assed research into internet history. Joining me and introducing our subject for today is my co-host, John Hastings. Yeah, I'm the whole ass. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about every millennial's website that we never really actually used. And I think it was just used by Boomies. That's right. BuzzFeed News. It is so crazy that it closed, and then you look into it for literally five seconds, and you're like, I know this entire story. Dylan, I'm Ben Smith. You're someone snotty from the Times who shouldn't be working here. It is very weird that BuzzFeed, given the fact that it's like a website just made up for like 10 reasons why you should always have keys that are pink. What a terrible riff that was. But I mean, that... Take this quiz and we'll let you know what type of washed kale are you. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Uncut straight from the bag. That's what I got. But a website like that creates a news division. And it's like, we've hired the editor of Politico as our guy. <laughs> let me explain to you how every... So this is how every... This was a very weird time. Because the millennial generation sort of had two waves, which I like to call... the. There was like... There was... Older, we're just going to reinvent everything that the baby boomers did, but it's going to be fucking cool and done with skateboards and fucking big open plan offices. And we're fucking cool. And all the money will be mine and you will all work for me and you will not be paid. And you're like, what was that last part? And you're like, you shut the fuck up. So basically, <laughs> BuzzFeed started as a website for this guy was like, is there any way that we can get turn uh, clickbait into money that's mine? And then they were like, is there? And it became very popular because they fucking spammed the internet and used the Facebook algorithm to their fucking advantage in a time before we really realized it. And then it spun off into other things because they were generating all of this income and getting all of this fucking attention and all of these views in a way that so many other people were not. So they they expand into covering uh, news slowly. It takes off because they have so many eyes and they branch into their own news division which was essentially spearheaded by a man named Ben Smith who came over from Politico and looked like every fucking guy I met during a London open mic who said really derogatory things about both me and Dylan because we were Canadian. And then if you'd get in their face, they would go, you, you're all Brits, you're all Brits. Like, you know what I mean? One of those guys. Yeah. And also, here's the other thing is that BuzzFeed, as of last year, made $437 million. And isn't it like, I mean, this is like her, William Randolph Hearst. This is how old this goes into. He didn't make money off news. No one ever made money off news. You just basically broke even on news because you wanted to control the narrative. And God damn it, the guys from BuzzFeed just, I guess they just didn't have a narrative they wanted to control. So, okay, so you look into Disgusting. the story. Yeah, fucking gross. Learn how to fucking pick a side and then manipulate the world so everyone and do. And yeah, and then what do you think we're doing with yeah. this podcast? What do you think we're fucking oh, doing? Yeah. With this Start online in uh, history slash comedy podcast. That's step one. Step two, we st- 
we spin it off into a weird fan group that we claim is a drinking club, but is actually far more nefarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. We're just having a couple of cocktails by the river. Yeah. We're having a couple of cocktails by the river, and we've got a list of fun restaurants we're going to check out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to see the basement of a couple pizza places. If you know what I'm fucking talking about, and if you don't, well, I got some YouTube videos with a guy that is, for, even though the video is four hours long, he hasn't learned how to just get in frame. Hey, here's a question. How come all those people that um that thought cheese pizza was code for being pedophiles aren't vegans, but they just love cheese, I guess? Uh, the code, I think, also changed because the code, uh, the, you're referring to Gamergate, which actually is very important because the main reason why BuzzFeed News closing got big attention on the Internet is because BuzzFeed News was very much a voice of anti-Trump during the Trump well, year. Well, they also fucking broke a bunch of mad litty shit and also like here's the thing is as of this recording um i got a new york times podcast waiting for me just called is trunk is trump going to be the nominee and uh, let me tell you this every single news organization is so full hard that trump could be back in the news yes. where it's like they made so much fucking money and there's no and there's no um coincidence that like buzzfeed news is just kind of shutting down three years into hey this old guy can't really remember his name but he has said he has said and done nothing like yeah this... the, the major thing that joe biden's done during his presidency from a from a internet clip as a man who only ingests presidents through internet clips is he fell off that bike oh i mean you are not counting the sheer amount of so first of all, and it's even better. I people say this is an excuse. He broke his feet like the first week into office because he's an old man who's he's brittle. He's yeah. or brittle like uh he's mostly like, dust. Mostly dust. And I gotta say this as someone who lives in America, I love it. I love it. Living in America under Trump, what no one talked about is everyone woke up and just went, and now under Biden, everyone wakes up and goes, What's up? Oh, he's not dead? That's fucked. When he was in Ukraine, he literally looked like, like I really like Joe Biden, but like everyone was like, he's in a war-torn place, and he was just in a suit like, well, this is a fine European city. I wonder if there's a place where I, a vista where I could take a photo with my daughter. You know what I mean? Well, he's a classic, he's a cl he's a classic fucking uh, politician politician, because he's yes. like, I'm not old. Check me fucking, I'm gonna ride this bike. Whereas Donald Trump's like, I'm not riding a bike. I'm terrible at that. Here, I am in a suit that is somehow too large for me, even though I'm six foot four, and I'm gonna stand by this thing. Well, my arms are totally limp. Like if Donald Trump isn't gesturing with his arms, I've never seen arms that are more limp. It's like his mind turns his fucking arms off. The other so thing dumb. that I drives me crazy about Donald Trump is he could be the pre an unbeatable president right now if he literally just actually talked about the two things in his record that were good starting that trade war with china as it turned out collapsed the chinese economy and it was a great idea and i know that he was a sexist pig piece of shit misogynist monster uh -oh, who oh no no one talked say? about the awesome say? time he bought all those mcdonald's for those basketball players that's true that's true no that's one brings one. that up and like, come on why that shit? I remember being like, I remember seeing people go, look at this piece of shit. And I'm like, yeah, he bought something they actually like. Bought teenagers McDonald's. That's the thing. I got to tell you, I get like, it's, it's the, that was the crazy. I was like, I hate this guy too. And also I was the only one moving to the country in that moment. But I was like, we have to respect this. That man has so many cheeseburgers on that table. Yeah. I remember that was like one of the few tweets I've ever got that got traction where it's like, okay, yeah, you guys are down to like criticizing this dude for fucking 
buying McDonald's for teenagers. Get out of here. Um, so, Get out of here. Yeah, he raped somebody. Yeah, but look, now he's buying McDonald's. No, you stop it. He raped someone. Like, just quote tweet the picture with he raped people. Why don't you just put that? I mean, you should. that is true. Let me just. I just want to. Can we just start at the end of BuzzFeed and work backwards, especially because we're on the Trump subject, which is no. I want to do this. Fuck you. Here's my main. Here's the. Here's the main thing. You guys can turn this podcast off after this because nothing John says matters buzzfeed started in 2006 as user generated content then in 2011 they were like why don't we hire a bunch of establishment media and pay the money oh wait it's way better if everything is free here's what real buzzfeed news should have been 10 reasons why donald trump's dicks probably actually pretty big by john hastings yeah yeah, yeah. or i was also like the proud boys we should be proud of them 10 reasons why I wish that, <laughs> I wish there was a place called BuzzFeed News and it was literally news user generated news like it has uh, to be yeah yeah Derek's a prick <laughs> like it just fr- that's honestly yeah yeah ten reasons why I fucking I wish John would come to fucking recess fight me but he yeah, won't exactly. yeah let me tell you five reasons Rebecca's a slut by Rebecca's husband who's not a slut so my <laughs> my friend Bryn would go on BuzzFeed and write articles as me. Um, oh my god okay you'd say bye dylan got so it'd be like six reasons why the manager at boston pizza is a fucking pussy and it was like (laughs) he would the brilliant thing is he would always post them at 3 a.m so it looked like i just got kicked out of the boston pizza by the manager (laughs) oh we can't finish our fucking drinks anymore Derek. I remember him doing this. So for those of you who don't know, Dylan, I also know this man, but Dylan is very good friends with a man named Bryn Potty, who Dylan couldn't have a Facebook wall because of the amount of shit this guy would put on it. And like, Dylan was his only friend. Like the guy was in such a depressive state. He was not fun to be around. He was essentially like knowing a scab. And Dylan was like, he'll get through it. He'll be fine. Dylan's getting BuzzFeed articles written about a bit much i was trying to tell a fun fucking story it was no it was so much better that you when you have the context of literally like dylan's like hope you're doing well man alert on phone i didn't write 11 articles for chatelaine magazine about how menopause is making me a stronger flower here was though but here's why the best part was (laughs) he would write the article it was under his name which was bryn potty so the user was bryn potty but he would just put like yeah. By Dylan Gott. By Dylan Gott. And then comedians would be like, congratulations on getting on BuzzFeed. Because that's how dumb they were, is that they didn't realize that BuzzFeed, A, you anyone can post anything. <laughs> and B, I didn't write it. He, you just put by in the title. So 2010, 2011 was this weird time for anyone that was internet adjacent, like comedians, anything, in that you had things like Reddit, things like BuzzFeed, which you didn't know how they worked. But you did know that someone got a lot of views generated. So people would do insane things. Like we know a man who posted for like a few months into them, who just kept posting all of his comedy YouTube clips onto Reddit, which is why a bunch of his um, YouTube comments have a lot of hate underneath them because Reddit got organized and was like, let's troll this son of a bitch. Yes. Reddit's kind of like, I guess. Ooh, half what BuzzFeed is and half what BuzzFeed Nude is because there's actual like user generated content on Reddit that is like cited in like oh yeah no, Reddit's absolutely insane and they, like you there is there is like 
essays and dissertations on shit on Reddit where you're like, holy mother of God. Like, I'm a bit into the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead Reddit, is like some of those people, it's like, you should just go get a job doing this and stop just writing fan theories about the song Terrapin Station. I think you could just be a poet. Like, what are you doing, man? Oh, yeah, man. There's a freaking workout plan that's like pretty well known. Oh, yeah. Mad Cow 5 by 5 So it's like a really good starter for like... If you want to get into strength, and the reason why it's called Mad Couch Five by Five is some guy named Mad Cow came up with it on Reddit and is never posted again. He just dropped this thing in. Everyone was like, This actually really helped me. I gained 10 pounds of muscle. And then he just was like, I'm in the woods, dog. So in the same way that that was everything in the internet in that culture, and that there was one example of it being good, and then you were literally just forced to hear people incessantly tell you what you needed to do for example i was later told by a man who nearly killed a comedy legend in a car accident that if you want to get a lot of twitter followers first thing you got to do you got to buy twitter followers everyone's doing that and then when anyone follows you you got to follow and then unfollow them immediately oh yeah that the unfollow follow power move, that's big very big very powerful you have a lot I have of power. 38 i follow 38 people i have a thousand followers i'm famous um Here's another big thing. This really BuzzFeed News closing really puts into perspective how the Pulitzer Prize is about for fucking losers. They won the Pulitzer in 2021 for their work uh, on revealing that China has Muslim internment camps. Cool. Yep, very much. So the thing that was very interesting about the end of BuzzFeed News, and by the way, it's not that big of a story because they're literally just getting rolled into Huffington Post, which BuzzFeed also uh, owns which has a more uh, established brand. And one of the things I read the oral history of BuzzFeed and one of the uh, BuzzFeed news. And one of the problems that they constantly came up with was just a, it's a really long thing to say to people and B people know about it in like the West, but in like Uzbekistan, they're like, what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not telling someone from, from buzzfeed.co dot on the side of the government who's in charge. Like, you know what I mean? It just sounded very ridiculous, but it's, it's getting so much traction in certain corners of the internet because it, it, um, spoke truth to power in a lot of senses and went after the right wing a lot. So the sort of right wing news sources are literally being like, woke news doesn't sell woke news doesn't sell. To Dylan's point at the top of this, news is not a profitable enterprise. In the same way that Fox News doesn't make any of its money from being a news channel, it makes all of its money from being a personality-driven uh, talk show channel that has five hours of talk shows every night. Like that's the thing. Like the so this is the thing. Also, Buzz- it's also, and this sounds like a cunt thing to say, but whatever. I mean, Fox News makes a lot of money because, as I know from doing this show and other shows we've done together. It takes a lot of fucking work to do these goddamn research. You could be, it's way better to just be in the moment when you're just saying shit. Like, I feel oh my like God. everyone on Fox News is like, envelopes make you gay. Licking an envelope is like licking a dick. Where'd you get that from? My mind, bro. And they're like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot more engaging than someone just someone on a fucking whatever website looking down because they're like trying to quote the right source and then sean hannity's like uh you see it on a toilet haha <laughs> i stand on a toilet last time i sat was for the fucking king of the usa and that hasn't existed since babe Ruth. so uh i stand sleep like a horse not fucking Mr. hannity sucked. did you say babe Ruth and not babe ruth yeah there was a real babe ruth he hit more home runs 
<laughs> uh, Dylan's totally correct. The other problem also come when it comes to a lot of hard hitting, very intense journalism. And this is going to sound horrific, but I and I am someone who really follows a lot of it. I read ProPublica. I love a frontline documentary. But real news is intensely sad, A, and real news is intensely dense, B. Like it's never like the Trump president. Oh, and they all talk like bedtime. Like oh, it's all bedtime God. boys. <laughs> I listened to a whole review with uh interview with that Ben Smith guy. Oh my god, was very so did funny. I. So but yeah, Ben Smith was the editor in chief of uh BuzzFeed News. What did you think of him? Originally in political. I think he was he's like a good guy. I really felt bad because at the end of the interview, the guy was like, Okay, so um what are you doing after this? And he's like, Oh, well, we have like a you know, a news site that started subscription, and then the guy went, Why does the internet need another subscription news site? And he was just like trying to justify it. It's like the guy just lost his job. Why are you fucking screaming in his face? I mean, I think I thought. Well, he well he left BuzzFeed a bit ago. I think he actually was working at the New York Times for some time and then left after they unionized. Um, but essentially, so BuzzFeed's peak news. So basically, BuzzFeed is the shit. Twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. Um, they are just in terms of being cool within journalism, they are spending a shitload of money. They're opening international branches. They are the guy, there's a term in journalism called I'd rather work for Buzzfeed where everyone just wants to work there. And then if they can't work there, news divisions are being molded or crafted out of the Buzzfeed news model. So it's a lot more focus on, or a lot more push to sort of more millennial geared news content. Also, and this is the distinction no one talks about. It's also when a good deal of the millennials are in their twenties and also in their mid twenties, which is like 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, which is a great time to start a good idea because you have the base knowledge of being an adult, but you also have the energy and the ability to hustle like a motherfucker and not in the annoying way that they say hustle on TikTok now, but the good way that they said hustle before, which is like, do the thing you want to do to the extreme and really push it. This was a time when both Dylan and I were doing stand-up comedy. Like it was going out of fucking style. These were my years of doing stand-up comedy every night, every night. And that I think also translates into why Buzzfeed was so popular is that it was very imbued into that moment of that culture. And then we all hit 2016, woke up and Got hit by a fucking orange tornado called Don, baby. Ow, ow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think the 2016 thing. I think it was like people like us were like, yeah, we'll work. We'll work for free. We just want to work. And then we were 30 and we were like, I'd love to be paid for that work. And then the people who hire people were like, no, there's 20-year-olds who are you 10 years ago who will do it for free again. And then also, by the way, and then by the way, they were replaced with those ten, the those twenty year olds. Those twenty year olds did not want to do the same work because they culturally felt value in other things. And then it was like, oh, what the fuck? And then these things all crater and collapse. Also, um, there was a huge backlash against a lot of journalism in the post-Trump and Brexit world because a shitload of people didn't see it coming. These were news sources trusted by a lot of people, and their news sources told them Brexit's not a problem, Trump's not a problem, and then. They were wrong. That And that is a readership thing that no news source owns because there was a huge dip post both of those events because people went, I'm not going to, these are my, I was told you were the one that was legitimate and you didn't fucking get this right. Yeah. I mean, how many times do polls have to be wrong before people are like, well, polls are fucking dumb. Well, they were, they were wrong one time and now we just have to continue to have this annoying debate. And that's, that, this is a completely different subject. And it also drives me fucking crazy. The polls are wrong once in 2016. And now every election in every country, especially where the polls weren't wrong, 
people then go, we can't trust polls. We can't trust them. And it's like, you're using one example once, which by the way, you didn't read the polls of then either. I'm giving Ben Smith a run for his money of being a douche. Go ahead. So here it is. A lot of people criticized uh, BuzzFeed News for being too lefty. So they had, they took a sample of 100 articles about Barack Obama. 65 were positive, 34 were neutral, and one was critical. Drone strikes. Ten reasons drone strikes are the illest thing right now. Uh, uh, You fill out this quiz and we'll tell you which bombed out part of Kandahar you are. Ooh, you're the former spike district. What color is this burning child? Mm. That was like the dress. The whole fucking, that's the whole thing. BuzzFeed was made by that dress. The That's the thing. That was, that's the BuzzFeed was like, what color is this dress? That pe- people went nuts for the dress. It was fantastic. And um, a former flatmate of mine called me and said, I don't think I'll ever be able to speak to my sister again. She sees gold and we all know that dress is blue. Wow. Well, you know. It was a fucking dope dress, and it was like the perfect internet where it was like, "This is harmless and it's fun." And then they were, and then Facebook. This is apparently what happened: is like, "Oh, people shared this and commented it. Let's just boost shares and comments." And then that's how you get fucking everything being left versus right. You know, where Absolutely. the real part is in the center, where I am, where fucking the age of consent just lower it a bit. Whoa, that's BuzzFeed News didn't have enough articles about what I like. Uh. Hey, BuzzFeed, why do you have more articles about how you can cheat on your cat taxes and get away with it? Um, so yes, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say cat, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a dog now. Um, Just because I fuck this cat doesn't mean I won't fuck other cats. Continue, John. Thank you very much. Da- uh, Dylan got polyamorous cat fucker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I to say, Paul, I know you're judging my lifestyle because I'm polyamorous. No, it's because you fuck cats. Oh. <laughs> I don't okay. really appreciate that you use your weird monogamous terms yeah. to describe what I <laughs> I make love to cats, you fucking loser. Okay, yeah, yeah. maybe you fuck them, but I make love to them. Exactly. Have you ever had a cat look at you like you just uh, took a shit in its litter box? Because I have done that, and they look at you in a strange manner. So the other thing is in the pre, so in like 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, is the other thing is BuzzFeed, because of Facebook boosting those comments and those shares, BuzzFeed is making, and I this cannot be um, uh, overstated enough, they are making stacks on stacks on stacks. They have the Benjamins, and they are a Mekinet Rand, because they are Ooh. starting to open international divisions everywhere. The spending that they did in terms of any source that... Uh, intimated that they uh, could give over documents were taken for a lavish intense dinners. Uh, one of the investigative journalists said I, my average dinner cost was 150 pounds in those years, which is I lived in England in that time. Do you know how hard you had to work to spend 150 pounds on food? Like it was yeah. how York- much chicken cottage is this person getting? Exactly. How many different Nando's is that man eating for one dinner to, con- to cause to spend 150 pounds? We're going to a Pizza Express and then two Anandos, and then we still have a hundred and thirty-five pound spent. One time, I uh, was doing a gig, staying at a friend of ours' uh, place, and they were like, "Do you want this? All this like end of the fryer chicken? We're about to close up at a chicken cottage." And I wept. Oh like my I've god! Only wept at funerals and said yes, and then I ate until I had erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I've never had a full hard dick after that night. 
only ninety percent. Yeah. So there's still a bunch of chicken. There's still a bunch of chicken grease in my hog. No, what's crazy day. though, as someone who has seen your penis both diligent and fly your shield. I make that sure, yes. This is but that's my trust exercise with friends. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird truck set because you still have to fall backwards. Now on. hard. And you're like, uh, now? And I'm like, no, I tell I say when. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not now. Yeah, uh, Dylan's 90% hard dick. That's 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 everyone else's hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. It's three inches. Exactly. Exactly. But Dylan's penis is weird in that it kind of inflates like a balloon. So when it's not a hundred percent hard, just the there front, you go. the front head part is just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like an old. Yeah, it's like a a balloon that wasn't popped. It was just left for the air to kind of seep out over the time of Correct. years. Like, have you ever seen a dog's nose after it's been stung by a bee? That's what it looks I have. like. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're picturing. Yeah, that's one of the torture things I do to dogs because I hate dogs and I love cats. We're cat boys. Welcome to the Cat Boys podcast. Me? Yeah. Um, also, things that were, they spent so much money on journalistic investigations. They spent so much money um, uh, acquiring fan, uh, files, doing research that some did pay off into amazing stories and some were just a waste of money. This carried forward into they got free lunch every day, uh, which included in London, they got oysters, which only two people ate. But you know how expensive it would be to bring oysters to an office in London? Like, but this sounds like, you know, whenever you're flat broke and you're like, fuck, man, I shouldn't have bought that sandwich in 2018. Do you know yes, what I mean? Bro. Like, that's what this is. Like, where you're like, we got, why the fuck did we get fucking oysters? It's like, yeah, because people, when you, when it's a good, you know, when it's a good season, you you always, even though we're all freelancers and we all are like, we always have to save everything. You know, if we have $10, you got to save you know, $2 at least, that type of thing. We always forget and are like, I'm buying a fucking Porsche. You know. Dylan says that. I broke my brain by being too poor for too long, so nearly gave myself a full panic attack coming out of COVID where I was just like, we just, you can't spend any money. No breathing. Breathing costs money. Uh, But yes, that was very much, that is very much the millennial mindset, which is especially if you're the freelancer, if you're just like, hoard, 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 gold jacket. You know what I mean? Gotta get that gold jacket. (laughs) I have a little funny. I'll get that gold jacket. Oh, yes. There's like, yeah, I did the the terrifying thing, which is I saved a bunch of money to pay taxes and then had to pay less taxes than I thought. And now I'm just staring at that money and I'm just, every day I go, this doesn't exist. And I stare. Oh, my God. Kidding. I have no money. Uh, John. The Steele dossier, you know what that is. For some reason, explain it to me. I even brought up a description for you because I was going to get mired because I tried to already think about what the Steele dossier is. Because you already know what it is so much. I already did know what it was before we read this. I didn't know it was broken by BuzzFeed News, and I specifically went and got a definition of it because when I tried to explain it to my girlfriend earlier, I got very angry and derailed that conversation. I didn't want to bring that to the pod. So allow me for the first time. Can I do an impression of what you did? Here it is. Here it is. Hey, honey, here's what the steel dossier is. It's when you clean the dishes better. No, I don't harp about the dishes anymore. <laughs> First of not? all, I oh, you broke the dishes. You're like, well, I broke all of the dishes. That's well. right. I broke them all. <laughs> well, we broke them together. It was a couple's activity. We threw them at each other. We were playing. Uh, we were playing. Good well, if you're not going to clean them, I guess we don't even need them. That's right. We were playing. We were playing impactful moment during a uh, 80s <laughs> drama. Okay. So we, we, okay, we kept good. smashing plates at each other. Um uh, the Steele dossier. Uh, it was a controversial dossier compiled by former British intelligence officer Christopher Steele. By the way, 
they should not have had him front this because this sounds so fake. When who's the name of this British agent? Uh, Richard Penis. Like you're just yeah. like what the fuck? Like Dick Steele. Yeah, Spy McGillicuddy. Like just Jesus fucking Christ. His name no, was Richard Steele is a dope oh. name. It does sound like a shitty James Bond knockoff. Oh boy, doesn't it ever? Uh, and the dossier uh, um, contained unverified allegations of connections between Donald Trump and Russia, sparking a significant political and media firestorm. So any of the root of Russia was involved in the hacking of the 2016 election comes from the Steele dossier. It is a f- much more nuanced and annoying topic than your uncle and... Um, your three friends who wore a lot of orange in 2018 and now segue into wearing sort of like very formal casual wear know about it's all very fucking annoying other big stories um that define buzzfeed nude would be the fincen files and the paradise papers which were both um collaborations with the international consortium of investigative journalists where they published uh, financial uh, crimes and major bank movements of the rich and powerful. And the main thing that apparently sort of pissed off the internal workings of BuzzFeed News is that they did not get the Harvey Weinstein story or the Me Too movement, uh, causing eventually the um, entertainment news division to be shuttered, split up, and respun out into different directions, which I always felt was a bit pet. That's always that really struck me as a petty That's crazy. Move. Because That's bear like- in mind the Harvey Weinstein story was literally broken by one guy. One guy, Ronan Farrow, kind of broke it by himself because of the amount of walls there were up put up by him because of Harvey Weinstein's ability to get dirt on everyone else. And when Harvey Weinstein went down, we found out all about dirty, dirty Matt Lauer. Yum, yum, Maddie. Um, Maddie is a baddie. Maddie the baddie. Uh, that also has a negative connotation. But BuzzFeed Newt broke the friggin' Kevin Spacey thing, which they're like, oh, I guess Kevin Spacey fucking is a rapist too. It's so funny to be like, fine, we didn't get Weinstein, but I guess Kevin Spacey is. And everyone's like, oh my God, Kevin Spacey. And they're like, but it's not Weinstein. It's like, why are you being so weird about this? Also, the Kevin Spacey one was so interesting because in the rest of the world, people were like, and London, London was literally yeah. like, old Listen, news, pal. This is what I, here's, here's, we have a minute left. I will say this. Go ahead. And we'll come back after two things I knew. Two of the celebrity things I knew about Louis C.K. and Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. If Kevin Spacey being a fucking creep is getting down to regional Canadian stand up comedy, he's guilty. I completely agree with Dylan. And here's what I would add. I was told the Louis C.K. story in 2007. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey story. Basically, if you're outside in London between 2010 and 2016, someone bumped into you and went, Oh, sorry. I was just thinking about all the times Kevin Spacey was a personally a creep to me. And then you could go, oh, let me tell me your story and then I'll tell you mine after the break. Oh, boy. I really am looking forward to the letters we get from all of these different interstitials Dylan recorded. Letters? If we yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I would love it if they use snail mail to complain oh, about our God. wonderful <laughs> fucking podcast. Don and, and Dylan online. Rate, review, and subscribe. We are getting a P.O. box. Mail us things. Pussy hey. odor box. Rate, review, and subscribe. Well, that was a very good break. Both of me and John tried and failed to try not to come challenge. Yeah, we failed like miserably. What was weird was we failed three times in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we failed. We failed a lot and a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I failed a lot and it was a hot. Now, Dylan, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, I let me rephrase my question. 
what thing do you think that BuzzFeed News should have been better at, but really fucked up a bunch of times? News. Uh, you're close. News, yes, but also podcasts and more importantly, video podcasts. They had. Oh, a, wow. They were like way a fucking head in terms of online video content, video shows. They had all these things that I had no idea. Like, were you aware of AM to DM all of their election coverage in like 2015? So I don't I, watch I was in, the news. You don't watch the news, and I, I'm much more of a culture vulture. Than, I'm, the, I'm the local culture vulture around this podcast, I'll tell you Ooh. that. Oh, take out your tea and clutch your pearls. Um, that's a reference to come. Uh, is um, I had no idea. Like, I was in the UK. The thing with BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed was, it felt like BuzzFeed was very an American institution and phenomenon. I just didn't experience it at all in the UK. I know it was there and was a part of it. it was just... It was a lot less mainstream than it was, I think, in North America and America specifically. So I missed all of this stuff of like the pod squad, AM to DM, all of these sort of like, like they did video shows on Twitter and like the, to their own version of the Today Show. They were one of the early adopters of Facebook streaming. If you guys may not remember, there was this big thing called Facebook video, and it's where they destroyed Funny or Die and most online creation content on the internet and then never, ever, ever got any blame for it it's the craziest thing ever they literally destroyed the friendship between adam mckay and will ferrell and don't give a shit when are we going to get anchorman <laughs> you were going to get a combination of anchorman 3 and the movie vice 2 anchor vice 3 2 dick cheney and ron burgundy do you imagine how many bros would just be saying quotes from that movie as opposed to conversation Woo! yeah how um basically the internet when it started was like this crazy where do i go i remember always being like what website do i go to when i would open a browser we all know which we always know what website you went to though rotten.com backslash jam. rotten <laughs> yeah four chan nine chan yeah nine chan you guys have never been dylan started his own chan which was just him just him and his imagination and um uh alta vista went bankrupt as a result yeah i bankrupted alta vista and geo cities uh no, I'm just saying that like now it's like it's like fucking TV in the 60s where there's four channels essentially. You just go to the four websites. That's really true. Yeah, like it's that thing of also like the internet also was this place of an open marketplace for free exchange of ideas and because humanity got involved they were like, "Can we turn this place where you can get uh, endless information and understanding into a place where a bunch of people can grift and also a bunch of people fucking?" And we we're like, "Yes." And also, <laughs> what an improvement. Can I just say this? Thank God they did this. I don't want to be on video for this, but I just want to say thank God. <laughs> so let's roll. Let's roll through some of the big stories today. So we we're talking about the the uh, sorry Trump Russia dossier in 2017. Woo! They also produced a series called Making a YouTube Radical um, that won a Peabody Award. Yes, we they mentioned did. the Pulitzer that they won. I think it was also during the development of that story. Um, they were having a meeting for it and the meeting got interrupted because next door they were having a birthday party for Grumpy Cat. The other thing that's very fun about you have to remember, <laughs> yeah. they're still BuzzFeed, like they're BuzzFeed news. So they're literally like, uh, the Uyghurs, the Uyghurs have been gassed again in the chain. Uh, excuse me, why is Kanye West here? And he's like, oh, he's meeting with the CEO to try and figure out if um, this phase of his manic episode involves giving us some money. Oh, yes. And 
But also BuzzFeed ha- BuzzFeed news. Obviously, there's um there's fuck Jerry news as well, which is insane because it was like fuck Jerry was made off of fuck off, fuck off. There isn't really a fuck Jerry news. That's not there true. was fuck Jerry news, and no, it was there like, wasn't. Yeah, look it up. What's funny is fuck Jerry news. I heard was just BuzzFeed news. They just it was the same. <laughs> it was just linked to but yeah, uh, fuck Jerry who literally made their fucking empire off of me and John's friends tweets. Yeah, it's the uh, I got into one of the biggest fights I got into in all of COVID was a friend of mine wouldn't stop putting fuck Jerry in our fucking group WhatsApp. And I went, please stop doing this. I fucking hate that website. They steal from comedians. They've specifically stolen from friends of mine. And my friend's response was, those people aren't my friends, so I don't need to be loyal. And I'm just like, God fucking damn it, man. Yeah, it's uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry Media and... It co-produced the fire, the fire festival thing. Oh, the fire festival. The other thing to remember, guys, is that not the actual fire festival, the documentary about it. Yeah. So there was. So the thing to remember also about fire festival and the two fire festival documentaries is the Netflix fire doc, um, fire festival documentary was a money laundering scheme so that fuck Jerry could get more money back from what they invested and basically being the guys that did no due diligence and just gave a guy named Billy millions of dollars because he might have known jaw rule and some models. I got news for you. If getting money just means, you know, jaw rule and some models. Why am I not a billionaire? I know jaw rule. <laughs> I really like that Ja Rule did this. And it was like, everyone was like, oh, man, you know, 50 Cent just bought up all those tickets from the Ja Rule concert. And then, of course, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, turns out 50 Cent was pretty woke to the lies of the libs. Go for it. 50 Cent is the gift that keeps on giving in terms of culture. Are you not fucking entertained? That guy's Instagram account. I have... I. I want to be not there. as good as the games. The game is the oh, best. I didn't know about the games. Is the games better than because 50 cents is pretty fucking amazing. There was a full day where he was the game I, just wears tight pants and shows his like ludicrous hog. That's it. Oh, but it's like love it. love it. the game does what you know how like you ever watch like a, a girl with a big old juicy tutor on uh, Instagram and then the first comments always like this is what women are doing nowadays. And the second comments like, oh, yeah, lots of talent. It's like the game yeah. does that. But also, it's men in the comments being like, yeah, this guy is cool. Like, it's pretty funny. Like, how straight guys are like, a woman showing their butt? Absolutely not. A guy with a huge dog? Finally, someone to look up to for my son. Yeah, finally, someone that shows how to win. I got to say that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but okay, yeah. The game is showing his dog. But there was a period of time, I believe, that 50 Cent on, and this was deep in the pandemic, where 50 Cent was just making fun of uh, Terrence Howard's acting and his Instagram stories. This guy's fucking stupid. Who gives up that money? He also went after his own son. Of course. His son was misbehaving. <laughs> I like and that. Was well, pretty, I mean, it's, it's he was also pretty thing. critical of Mike Tyson's podcast and not Mike Tyson's uh, various convicted crimes, which I always am like, 50 Cent, weird hill to die on. Mike Tyson's podcast does suck. It really the sucks. Man on it troops is one like, of the worst things. Yeah. Can I just say this? Who knew we we get this far into podcasting, and only now have we reached the bottom of a guy does drugs and then talks to someone. There is no, an act- a, a guy does drugs and sits there while someone talks at him and asks him questions, and then Tyson's like, "Yeah, I had a tiger." That's that's what I'm, anyway. Let's talk about fucking BuzzFeed. The leaked Milo emails. Oh uh, yes, Milo Abinopoulos. Turned yeah, out he was rude. <laughs> turns out, guys, 
Is everyone sitting down? Turns out the right wing provocateur from England turned out real evil. Uh, Milo Monopolis, <laughs> by the way, he is part of my what I like to call don't let anyone fail in stand up comedy or they will start fascism uh, paradigm, along with Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro, all people that if they just had a comedy career, they wouldn't be doing this. That is so funny where it's like, hey, why are you middling this guy? He sucks. I truly believe he could bring a national socialism back to the province. It's either he does 10 here at the comedy nest for the rest of his life, or he's doing a weird YouTube show where he has a gun strapped to his back uh, to his side. And he has a button that says his co-host isn't allowed to talk. Which one do you want? <laughs> Listen, he's not the best host. He is weird with Ed AM night, but I also do not want everyone of a specific race to be rounded up and killed. So I guess that's what I'm thinking. That is so funny. It's like right across Hitler just to like regular these guys. This is how crazy the arts are, which is like, you think about this. Do you know how much fucking crazy your American Idol would be as a show? Which is tonight we will find America's next best singer. And one of the people we reject will turn out to be Hitler. Like, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like wait, that's so dope. one of these people is the next Kelly Clarkson. And one of them is the next Edie Amin. I'm like, what the fuck? You would uh, Yeah, I guess your singing just wasn't smart enough, ED. I'll get you. I'll get all the smart people. You're uh let me just say this to you, Mr. Pol Pot. Maybe if there were less people wearing glasses, you would have done better in the singing competition. Understood. Thank you very much. I'll be returning to Cambodia and returning the singing champion. So the last story, uh well, the last one, sorry, is uh, the Michael Cohen story. They published an article where the authors accused Trump of ordering his personal attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie in Congress about the timing of a deal to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. And, of course, the title of that article was 10 Reasons Michael Cohen's Given Us the Ick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dylan Gott, ladies and gentlemen, for an absolute fucking win. Um, yeah. The thing that I will say about BuzzFeed News in general is it very much had a side. It was the voice of the millennial in the Trump years going, <laughs> actually, and every 45 seconds between the years 2016 and 2018, a huge amount of my friends and me included thought we'd wake up every morning and go, ha we got him. And then Trump would just yeah. continue in the same way we thought with, ha we figured it out. And it just kept going and kept going because in the actual reality, Russia tried to interfere in the American election and the people around at the time, presidential candidate Donald Trump were so fucking stupid. They couldn't actually take the help. We have this dossier filled with information for Hillary Clinton. That's cool. Can you get me a club sandwich? Yeah, I'm an FSB agent from Moscow. I am trying to affect democracy. Can you guys just listen to me? Yo, you put sour cream and brewerst in Moscow because I the <laughs> Ukraine airport and made, gave me the shits, man. I don't want to get Yo, the shits. Did you guys make vodka or did the Polish do that? Yeah, yeah. Which one of you guys came up with it? That's what I want to know. I don't want to know about democracy. That's the reality, and that's not a fun BuzzFeed article. This is what the BuzzFeed News article should have been. World stupid millennials, by creating gentrification and electing Barack Obama, did not help fix the world, even though we thought we did. Whoopsie doopsie, time for crying. Hey, man, we tried. We failed, but we tried. This is what I want to say about BuzzFeed, though. Even though it is BuzzFeed, and it is literally as ridiculous as having, like, the fuck Jerry News thing. They hire people, which I believe we talked about in our first, but but we they hire people who are of esteem, who have like great careers, like um their co-editor in chief, Mark Schufs. Hopefully I didn't fuck that up. 
He had already won a Pulitzer by the time he gets to BuzzFeed. So they absolutely go and get the fucking badasses from across journalism. Some of their investigative reporters besides Schoofs. There was another guy like I've forgotten his name, uh, but um, basically like was an embedded political, like had been all over the world, deep cover in terms of Afghanistan and Iraq. And his big BuzzFeed news story was he was interviewing Rudy Giuliani at the 2016 Republican National Convention because he has a lot of tattoos and are dressed in all black. Rudy's security thought he was a Antifa or it was an anarchist and tried to attack him. But yeah, no, their journalism standard was super amazing. Some of the stuff that they broke was unbelievable. The Paradise Papers and the FinCEN financial documents is dry as fuck, but is so fucking scary. That's the thing. When you're when you're BuzzFeed, you're like, it's either your, your main site is the least dry thing it's like that's such a good point go ahead make public it. messiness and then you're like oh buzzfeed news what's that going to be like poppy news that appeals to the same people as buzzfeed uh no um no we got a bunch of people who went to school for nine years and uh they are going to very very uh well and very dryly recite things that are very important and there's a lot of like you said there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways to look at it and it's not necessarily easily digestible. Oh, it's okay. basically like if, so if Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed is, if everything BuzzFeed, became an editorial and Buzzfeed news, like, we, I mean, obviously was editorialized because you can like see the, by the Obama thing, like 64 negative one, sorry, 64 positive one negative. Sorry. Go for can it. I just say this though about the Obama criticism is that in that time, and this is contextual is that the Obama criticisms from all sides were insane. Literally, the right was, he's a Muslim who didn't get elected. And then the right was like, he's our Jesus. But neither side was properly critical of a guy who was like, mm -hmm. he's actually ineffectual and is bogged down in the minutia and doesn't know how to be a politician, which was his criticism the entire time and turned out to be correct. Like that's, and that's not interesting. That's not something you can continually say or rephrase. And that's the problem with Barack Obama, but in, in, it injected empathy into the discussion, and here we are now. You're a ton, hundred percent correct, Dylan. In that BuzzFeed news was essentially a candy. BuzzFeed was a candy store, and you walked into the candy store, and there was a serious Michelin star restaurant in a corner, and it was just so confusing. The thing that no one we're not talking about in the post-Trump and post-Brexit era is that broke the media for a few, like for a minute, like people. No one talks. People lost their fucking minds for four years, but really they lost them for two years. By 2018, everyone just kind of went, this is what it is. It's going to end. But 2016 and 2017, people were legitimately out of their out of fucking sorts. And it really changed the editorial bent of BuzzFeed News. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was much more just became like everything. We don't like this guy. Here's the bad things this guy did today. So there was still a lot of investigation, but the editor. To be fair, he was constantly doing bad things. Bad things. No, completely. I'm not dis I'm not discounting that. Like he was literally every 20 seconds, the yeah. president was literally <laughs> like, let me tell you who's fucking hot. My wife, yeah. everyone. He would give out the launch codes he while trying to up. like finger a 17 year old. Like that was every every day. Dude, and like you understand before Donald Trump. People thought that, like, oh, it came out. This guy cheated on his wife. He'll never be able to be president. And he paid multiple women for sex while he had a wife. And everyone was like, yeah, so if the fucking guy's got to jack off. Sometimes you jack off in a pussy, bro. And it's like, what are you talking about? He's a businessman. That's what a businessman yeah. does. This is the yeah. other thing. It's the post-millennial. I keep saying post-millennial, but millennials also imbued a bunch of things, which is also like all business. There was no gray 
in the worldview of our generation, especially in the early 2010s. So when you get Donald Trump, Donald Trump basically was like, this is what we always thought a businessman was, which is like an adulterous monster. And then, but because we had spent fucking six years being like, this person's a piece of shit. Like we'd numbed ever, we'd cried douchebag too many times. So when we finally got a cunt douchebag covered in shit gold, we we just screamed it. And then everyone was like, cool. You know what I mean? Like this is also... Let's let's be real here. Like more millennials, the fucking people above us are baby boomers. By this time, oh. I think all the greatest gen are done. Everyone has everyone has a close personal friend who's cheated on their wife now. Like everyone's like when Trump was cheating on his wife and buying prostitutes, every single person on earth was like, Oh yeah, like Rick. He's a good guy, but god damn it, he's a fucking idiot sometimes. So it's like that's not even a damning thing anymore. It is not. It is so funny, by the way, as someone who has been divorced, it was I got a real insight into how oh, many people, people just assumed you cheated. Uh, the amount of people that were like, oh, do you guys like what was more interesting was the amount of people that went, do you guys ever have that situation where you both cheat? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, Dylan, I don't recommend getting divorced, but you get such everyone. Don't recommend it. Everyone opens the. Can you have a happy marriage? Everyone opens the hatch of their relationships and there's like, did you have this one? And you're like, that's not my problem, but. That's going to be trouble. For- That's a very awkward, funny thing where it's like, oh, so this happened. You're like, no. And they're like, well, back in the box. Then a friend of mine, the, 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 this was the example of this one literally melted my brain is that we were discussing and he was like, let me tell you what I do when my wife says something I don't agree with is I agree with it right away. And then I slowly just uh, talk about it and move things. So it goes in my direction. And I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like. You're a psychopath, man. That's fucking nuts. It's like those fucking TikTok videos. No, I totally get this. Those those TikTok videos where guys are like, here's, they'll be like, it's always someone doing something innocuous, but it's always about the monologue. So it's like, here's why they all belong in camps, but it's a guy making like a club sandwich. So you don't even fully ingest what he's saying because you're like, is this guy putting fucking hot peppers and a dumping sriracha on the sandwich? I guess it's not that hot, but it could be a lot hot. but But his actual speech is like, build a wall (laughs) you're so right there's a bunch of ones which are just hamsters doing fun cute things or eating uh cucumber or uh celery but the voiceover is literally like uh and then when you're done fucking the dead body make sure to shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a lot the old jack handy model from fucking snl anyway john we didn't we didn't do our we didn't do our thing so i'm going to name our next that was our uh episode on buzzfeed news um Obviously, it we're pre-recording this, so I mean Ben Smith and uh, Mark Schuvs could have formed Breitbart to the return of the Mac by oh my this god, time yeah, we could them like fucking idiots. But I mean, best of luck to everybody. I mean, they they laid off fifteen percent of their employees at BuzzFeed News, and and a huge amount of the journalists and everyone else is over at the Huffington Post. I'd, at one point we will do a Huffington Post air episode because you have to hear Dylan and mine's Ariana Huffington impressions. Dylan, do yours first. Hey. That's very good. Here's mine. Hello. Oh, oh, that's good. Thank you. You went high, I went low. Yeah, exactly. Hi love. Actually, other way around. So in the end, BuzzFeed News, not that big of a deal that it closed. Yes, it's sad that 15% of BuzzFeed staff have been fired because it's sad when anyone loses their jobs. But hopefully some of the journalistic strength will continue forward on Huffington Post. And it's fun that the Huffington Post is still around. A news article that a lot of friends of mine briefly wrote for. And then when they realize they don't get paid and anyone can just submit, they stop bragging about it. Back to you, Dylan. I just think it shows 
and I hate when a couple of my friends talk like this and I hate when they do it, but I'm going to do it for this. I just want everyone to know that I don't like it. I think it shows why left wing people are kind of like less about their cause. Maybe. I don't know. It's just weird to me that Buzzfeed would shutter this division when it's like pretty much breaking even losing a bit of money and every single right wing thing is like, Oh, we're losing money. Yeah. But I eventually want to keep all my money. So I'm actually gaining my money. Does that make sense? Where it's like you get all these right wing foundations that are just literally like, let's let's, let's just actively try and roll back civil rights laws in this country versus a left wing thing where it's like, we lost eight bucks. I don't eight bucks believe in this. So you have to think about it in this way. Barack Obama was the first, uh, for lack of a better term, left wing internet president. So Facebook, uh, basically made it so Barack Obama became the president uh, and then injected this whole sort of like the internet is the way of the future for the, the progressive liberal movement. And that was the 2010s. Trump was the first Twitter president. The first true social media president was Trump. And that has polluted the minds of the right. So they're putting all their money into right-wing media. But as you can see, both of those institutions are failing pretty spectacularly in the same way that like the Daily Wire is BuzzFeed news of 2020. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just, it's the evolution of. So the idea of the our internet marketplace that's so divided because of the algorithms of social media so that people are driven towards a side. So that's where they want to get their news. It initially started in the first run of the algorithm where it created... Uh, a bunch of liberal-minded things, and we got BuzzFeed News, all that sort of stuff. We're now in that sort of sense of that's happening for the right because there was no place for the right, the mainstream right on the internet when it was happening with BuzzFeed, so it's now happening on the right. And we'll crater in the same way. We will be doing a Daily Wire episode when it all falls apart in five years, and they have to just do Jeremy's Razors. I mean, I did fuck up because there at one point the evaluation of BuzzFeed was $1.6 and it's down to $100 million now, so... $1.6 billion. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd shut some stuff down if I lost 90% of my volume. So, yeah, this is, thing, but it's also, this, <laughs> this is across the board for quote unquote new media companies are really, really struggling because also during COVID, they had a huge amount of extra eyeballs on them that they, of course, assumed were going to be around forever because what no one talked about in COVID is we thought it was going to be five years and it was sort of 18 months, sort of three months, depending on where you are in the States. Like, it was so fucked and different. So it's it way more than 18 months over here. This is the thing is in Canada it was fucking two years. Australia was two and a half years. Like America was anywhere between a week and two years. Like, oh, I remember. Yeah. People were like, this is how it is now. We just go inside and outside and that's how it is. And it's like, all right. I feel like they probably thought about the Spanish flu as well. But anyway, um, yes. Buzzfeed News dead now. Buzzfeed News dead now. That's good. Next week, Dylan. What are we talking about? <laughs> Next week, we're going to do the episode we were going to do last time, which was At Midnight, the show with Chris Hardwick. We're going to be talking about the TV show. We're going to be talking about Chris Hardwick, who, baby, spoiler, actually, I don't really know what Chris Hardwick is up to now, but he's a very interesting man because he was like an early podcast media mogul where now- He's the first Joe Rogan. He's the first Joe Rogan. He's the first it, Joe Rogan. It's crazy. But he was in a lane where it's like getting caught for what doing what he did was actually stuck to him. Oh, that story is so much more fascinating. I cannot wait to discuss At Midnight and Chris Hardwick next week. Dylan, buzz my feed news. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Follow us on all our social media channels at John and Dylan Online, at John Dylan Online on Elon's Twitter bot. Goodbye.